0: Hi and welcome to Toolkit Tuesdays. I'm Trisha Clark, Director of Marketing here at Dealership Toolkit. Today we have a very special guest. We have Liz Martin. She is the COO of Dealership Toolkit and a friend of mine. And I'm so happy to have you today, Liz. Hey, Trisha. Good morning. Good morning. So we are here to talk about data liz loves data we all love data here at dealership toolkit Uh, you know dealerships have so much data today that they have access to that we're not we're not really so sure that they're utilizing it the way that they should be uh what are you what do you see i mean we talk about this all the time data is like the key to conversion what do you yeah
1: yeah we talk about data a lot and um At Toolkit, we have very different perceptions of data, right? So Rich has his data set, Jake has his data set, you have your data set. Um, and, And the truth is I come to data from a different place, right? I come from a data from marketing and every dealer has data. And if we don't use the data to create more traffic or better traffic, then we essentially have dead data. And that's a portion of our budget that's wasted. So, um, so we've tried to really put our data to work at Toolkit.
0: So how exactly are you doing that? So what what is the best advice a dealer can have, uh, can get when it comes to the different sources of data? They've got their VDPs, you know, the VDP views, they've got uh, people who are submitting leads on the website they have showroom up traffic. What should they be doing with all of that?
1: Um, Well, they should be using all of that data, right? Because I say it all the time, all traffic costs money and dealers pay for billboards, they pay for TV, they pay for radio, they pay for Google, they pay for Bing, they pay for retargeting, they pay for social video. And there's a lot more to add to that list, right? So especially dealerships, their budgets are all over the place and they're their, their main point is to get that data to create good traffic, right? So they put messages out on a billboard that says, go to www.mydealership.com, right? And then people go to that dealership, but they go to that website, but then they don't, dealers don't know, right? So what are they gonna do to that data? How, what are they gonna do with that data? How are they gonna capture it? And all of the sources have a common goal and it's to drive traffic to their website. And their website is equal to the Einstein of their dealership. So if someone knew every single thing about the dealership and that was a person, they would be equal to the website, right, because the website knows their inventory, their hours, their location, their prices, their features, their floor plans, their payments, Right? And the website takes a lot of ops every day. But dealers don't necessarily get that data, right? But they can. They can get those website secrets from the technology. They can get the secrets that the website keeps, like who shopped me today, who looked at overage units, who came back for the 10th time, who started filling out a form but didn't finish. And all of
0: those customers, you're saying all those customers who are on the site right now, but they haven't submitted any contact
1: information whatsoever, you're saying that data? Right. So they need help. They need technology to collect that data. So when technology collects that data, we, we call that ghost data at, um, at Toolkit so that would be customer shopping but not submitting a form or calling right they're just silent shoppers hanging out on your website um and there's technology that helps and so that data doesn't become dead data so the technology captures their name their physical address their um their cell phone their email the, web, the website pages that they visited. So if they went to your finance page and didn't finish, you will see that. Or if they went to a BDP, or they went to a specials page, right? You can tell if they're shopping for a particular price point or a particular class or a particular brand, right? And then the data gives us a lot more. It's kind of creepy data, so it gives us, um, sometimes a soft pull on their credit, sometimes it tells us if they own a dog, if they're a homeowner, what their annual income is, and, um, and all of that comes off that digital fi- fingerprint within that data.
0: So you're saying to then take that data of those people who you we don't know who they are, oh, I'm sorry, they haven't submitted a lead, but we know who they are because we have the data that we've captured through the technology, mm-hmm. take that data, and then what, segment it, take it in and just throw it into a retargeting strategy or what, what, what type of strategy do you, do you typically move forward with?
1: All of that. So the data is, it's a lot, um, but each, each data point has a purpose, right? So if we want to say, um, if we wanna say, hey, we have overaged motorhomes and we wanna get rid of those, the data tells us who's been shopping motorhomes, right? right. Are they going to a different class? Are they going to a specific class? Are they going to a specific brand, a price point, whatever that is, but we know in their VDP data that they've landed on a motorhome. So for all intents and purposes, we have to assume that they are in market for something like that, right? So within that, we can talk to those people Um, Once we identify, take all of those, that segmented list out of the big, out of the big data dump that we get, right? Take that big, take that segmented list and then talk to those people with a relevant message. And we don't want to talk to those people with, you know, an Airstream or a pop-up or even a fifth wheel, right? We want to talk to them with a message that matters about a motorhome. And it sounds a lot like retargeting, but it's really not because you're talking specifically to a person who's in market for a product that you're that that you know that they've gone to see on the web. And that right. so it's not
0: a generic branding message. You're tailoring that message specifically to that consumer. For exactly. The They're looking at,
1: right? Exactly. Exactly. And every person has this digital fingerprint, right? So we know where they've been. We know what their digital habits are. We know that if that they may be an easy person to convert virtually, which we have to think about during this time and doing more of the, of the sales process online or maybe less, right? Because of of the way they're, they're shopping to us. Getting web traffic is easy. You just have to pay for that, right? Being able to talk to that web traffic with a good message needs a strategy.
0: And the right message. Yeah, good and the right, message. Message, right message, right person, uh, knowing that they're on your website, but they're not submitting a lead, uh, having the opportunity to still talk to them is a big deal. I mean, yeah. you're right, all traffic costs money. So if we're driving them to the site, then we may as well be talking to them, whether they've submitted a lead or not. They're clearly in the market or, or about to be in market, you know, if they visited you. so. Right. Right let's talk about also geofencing geofencing you know i've heard a lot of dealers say oh i geofence and i'm going after uh, my competition and i've got a big area around my my geofence you know competitor and geofence versus geoframe. there's two different yeah two different names that you can call it but they also have two different goals can you talk a little
1: bit about those Right. They're pretty, they're pretty different. So geofencing is a more generic form of retargeting. So if you geofence a dealership, say a, comp- a competing dealership, and that dealership is next to a mall or a Publix, something like that, you're going to geofence a big old circle. And you're going to get people who go to shop at Nordstrom versus, or Publix versus, someone who's shopping at the dealership that you want to geofence,
0: Or a 13 year old kid shopping in a mall who's not going to buy a car.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. So geo-framing allows us to frame the perimeter of the dealership. So we, we, we contain the data that we get so that it's more likely to be those shoppers staying on the lot and you get a similar data set, right? As we do with the web data. You get that name, email, physical address, phone number, and and the components of the digital footprint, right? So you so you get that and you get the name of the lot that they're on. So if you're a Honda store and you want to geo frame a Toyota store, you can you can grab all of those Toyota shoppers, those people who have been on that Toyota lot and you can then serve them up a message on the why buys for your dealership or your brand. So while they're
0: actively shopping on your competitor's lot, yeah. you're able to send them messages immediately. Right. That's definitely a win.
1: Right, so that's the difference. If you geo you're more likely gonna take that data and upload it into a retargeting strategy, right? right? So everyone's gone to, Um, ESPN, right? And you see the ads that are on the side, right? Or the banners that float on the page and you see, it's like, oh, it's a coincidence. I was shopping at that dealer. I was shopping for that item or shopping for that unit and you see it, but ODA online display ads rarely convert. Like people don't think about it, even in your own, even in your own self. If you're, if you're on Zappos shopping for shoes, you know, and then you go to ESPN to check Philly sports, although there's none, right? Philly sports, and you see those shoes, you probably won't click on it. it. But if you are interested, you'll go back and open your windows that has your Zappos cart in it. Right, so it's, it's a little bit different. It's just a more aggressive way of um, sending the right message to the right person.
0: So as you, you were saying earlier about a, a big data dump. So I think that's really what happens. I think that the, the dealers get all of this data. Uh, they have data that they can utilize, but it's basically a data dump. It's just, okay, great, here's data but what do I actually do with it next? And there are some companies that my understanding too is that they keep that data and they don't provide it to the dealer themselves. They keep the data, the dealer never gets to see it, it's utilized for the strategy, but they don't get to utilize it at all in house for additional marketing that they may ha- they may want to do. Is that, is that accurate?
1: Right. Yeah, so that's accurate. So in most cases, if you have a, a geofence strategy. You're not going to get that data back right that your provider is going to use it to do your retargeting and you get a portion of the data, which is if they submit a if they right. submit a form, have a call or go, have, call in or go to your dealership. Um, our strategy is a little bit different because we provide access to that data so um for toolkit if we are if we're doing your digital marketing today we use that we use all of the data so we take all of the data we segment it we upload custom audiences to google and bing facebook for social right and we talk to those people um, and it almost looks like it's, it's a coincidence, right? But it's not really a coincidence because we know you're shopping. So um, we're gonna capture that search. We're going to make sure that it shows up in your Facebook feed. And we're gonna create those custom audiences that really kind of give the dealer another shot on goal to get that, um, that conversion into an, into an appointment. We're also, if we don't do your digital, by the way, as a PS, if we don't do your digital, we're happy to provide that data to your digital company so that they can they can use the data for you, right? So um, either way, you can use that data for good um, within your your pay per click campaigns because it's such a big part of the dealer's budget, right? And then the um, the other part is it does make your email database, much more robust. Because we can take those, we can take those shoppers every week or every month and we can add them to your marketing email deployments. Now, if, if we're doing your email, we, we manage that list for you. But if we're not doing your that email, we can either dump it into your CRM so that it parses out with a source like ghost data web or ghost data geo or ghost data um, with a dealership name so that you know where it comes from right so that your email messages can be smart right well right so uh, if you're doing that data dump into a crm they're going to have to
0: have the right workflows to communicate with those people right
1: but the workflows can be be Yeah. So the workflows have to be really smart, right? Right. So they have to be, um, Hey, this is why you should choose us. Here's a, a, you know, a little bit about our brand. Here's our culture. Here's why do business with my dealership. Right. And you get a, you get a really good chance to make a really nice first impression and you kind of can kind of market from the inside out. Right. Mm -hmm. So that they get a taste of, what they're going to experience when they get inside of the dealership and that's really important today because people have time to shop online and they're getting used to it right so they're getting used to not being able to go on an open lot and sit in you know 12 different cars or or walk through 10 different RVs they kind of have to choose so even the smartest buyer two months ago or three months ago has gotten a lot smarter today because mm-hmm. they've had that time to figure out what dealer they want to do business with. And that data is really important, right? So you get, you get to talk to them in your workflows and your CRM. Um, you get to add them to your marketing outbound emails. Um, if you have an SMS text program, um, you can have them opt in and you can really see who's going to, you know, who's going to engage with your dealership there. Um, and then they're going to see you with those custom audiences when they, when they do their Google search and they're going to see you when they go onto their, their Facebook and Instagram feeds.
0: So if there is one last takeaway, key takeaway that you would want to share with a, a dealer as it pertains to their data do you have anything what would it be all traffic costs money
1: (laughs) all traffic costs money and don't settle for dead data because there's a lot of technology out there um and you don't have to settle for dead data it's a lot and you have to learn how to manage it or you have to have a partner that manages it um but don't don't settle for dead data because you are paying for that you're paying for all the traffic on the website, not just the traffic that submits a form. Right. Well, thank
0: you so much. It was so good to see you. Can't wait to come down to the office and visit. Uh, I hope that everybody got something out of that as it pertains to data, and we're always here to help if you ever want to just ask a few questions or if you want to, you know, want us to do a a deep dive, we are more than happy to. But Liz Martin, COO of Dealership Toolkit, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much. Bye.
1: Bye.